This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. From the corporate office to the cab of a truck, they're here to inspire and empower women in all professions. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in every profession and lifestyle, including the office, trucking, the trades, and even motherhood. We tackle all kinds of topics, and we work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley. And I'm Kathy. No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics, and we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the best they can be. Relationships are essential in our lives. They're fulfilling, and they give us the support and love that we need to survive. They're everything about being human. Sometimes relationships can get complicated. When we have issues with our significant other or family members, it can be devastating. It can dismantle who we are as a person in all aspects of our lives, including our careers. Dr. Liz Jenkins has been a licensed marriage and family therapist for over 30 years. She's been a clinical director of psychiatric hospital specialty programs for adult stress, women's, and children's issues. She's also a corporate coach and trainer. We wanted to get insight from Dr. Liz on what women are facing today, so we invited her on the show. Welcome, Dr. Liz. Thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you so much, Shelly and Kathy. I'm excited. This is really cool to to be able to be here and just talk everything about us ladies and and our lives and where we might be selling ourselves short or some, some hidden paths and hidden gems. So thank you. These are always things we love to unpack here. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I thought before we delve into some of the topics that you cover with clients, maybe you could give us a bit of your background as a therapist. Sure. Absolutely. Um, Now, I, Gladys Audio, but I've been uh, a licensed marriage and family therapist for almost, I have 38 years. And um, through my work but early work it was you know with women and with children and families and then then started more that i guess there became more of an appreciation uh for the value of therapy the stigmatized drop and men's were coming in into therapy too and i started meeting with couples uh, as well and started seeing how how hard these folks were struggling the the women and the men behind the scenes and how much our systems and and our rules and our expectations were selling them short. And so uh, I really started to kind of dive down and help people start to choose wisely and choose well from the beginning of the relationship. And that also meant to working with individuals to help them find out who they are and what their their true needs are. Over the years, you know, I, um, I would think I was just sharing with you that I'm my husband and I just finished our or celebrated our 36th wedding anniversary. We're also empty nesters now with two adult daughters who have launched and um, they've married, have their relationships and, and their lives. And so we're also going through another season of transitions with folks and and I took this opportunity to break out of the mold and not uh, follow 
a system that wasn't working, which is traditional marital relationship couples therapy. And so I'm a connection coach. And so I work with individuals to get reconnected with themselves, but even more importantly with couples and married and, and in relationships to break through some of the old patterns and those myths. So I guess I'm a myth buster these days and um, have the strategies and have the proper tools for their unique relationship. So I've been really, really enjoying this new pivot in, in my career, as well as figuring out what do empty nesters do when we're not yeah. <laughs> running around with kids and critters. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's a transition in, in and of itself. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, I wanted to say congratulations on 36 years of marriage. That's awesome. Thank you. It's so unbelievable you... from my perspective, honestly. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> Thank you. It's been fun. It is fun. So Dr. Liz, you walk the walk as well as mm -hmm. uh, talk the talk, which is very cool. Connection oh. coach. Mm -hmm. What is that? I mean, how does that differ from other treatment modalities as a therapist? Oh, great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, in therapy, typically um, we would take, like, let's say from a couple's perspective, we would give someone a diagnosis and there's nothing wrong with the individuals. It's how those two people come together in their relationship or in their marriage that is creating the successes as well as identifying the gaps. And, um, but for insurance, somebody's gotta take the hit. So someone gets diagnosed, which is unfair. Um, and it's it's not accurate. And uh, sometimes that diagnosis pops up when it goes to custody battles or, you know, just even in courts, um, uh, let's say life insurance, anything like this, this follows them. But it also mentally becomes a heavy load. Someone starts to feel, or even sometimes a couple feels there's something wrong with me. That's why we're here doing therapy. And therapy means you get to see the person one time a week for 45 to 50 minutes. Many of my couples would leave the session after we've started to talk about something that was painful or an old fight. So things get uncovered, but there aren't any solutions. Um, and so they walk down the hall or get into their car and the battle is starting again. Sometimes they didn't even make it down the hall before the fight is, is coming up again. And so that therapy per se is focused on the problem. Um, it's long, it's, it's limited, and it gives for a couple it reinforces the couple's message and mindset that there's something wrong with us. We aren't um, working well together. Maybe we made the wrong decision. And so it sometimes hurts more than it helps. I pivoted to coaching because for me, my whole goal in life has been, let's focus on the strengths. Let's do notice what we're doing well, whether we're in school or in the kitchen or in a relationship, those are those are gems. And then we want to identify the gaps. What isn't working? What are, what are we missing? And um, and for couples, I don't know about you guys, but I certainly came to relationships based on experiences that I saw with my family, friends, yeah. early peer relationships, all those types of things. Plus, when we come together in the relationship, it's not just my 
toolkit. It's also it was my husband's toolkit. And and so sometimes those there's the right tools are in there or one has, hey, here, we, here's the hammer. We need that. and But we, maybe we need a wrench and neither of us have a wrench or even know what wrenches are in our toolkit. And so my goal was to help couples see the strengths in their relationships and themselves all right, to bring back enthusiasm, to bring back optimism, and then give them an objective as well as my professional research-based, you know, um, years of experience, living it as well as working in it on how they could get the strategies, to get the tools mm -hmm. to make that traction. So as a connection coach, I meet with my folks. Um, we do a foundations first assessment. It's a research based objective assessment that quickly identifies the strengths and the areas of opportunities. With my couples, we start with a foundations first assessment. It's an objective research based um, assessment. It's all online. And that gives me um, very quickly identifies strengths as well as areas of gaps and opportunities for the couple for the relationship i also work um which is outside typical um, marital therapy is i have private one-on-ones with each of the individuals i get the inside story i get their 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 private thoughts or worries or concerns i get the scoop or the dirt kind of a, on on their spouse or their marriage. And I do that because I need to hear as quickly as possible what's going on for them privately that they don't feel comfortable or sharing in, in a couple's session kind of thing with the three of us, or if something that might cause a fight. And then and in the traditional thing, everybody's all together all the time. And so it sometimes leaves um, hidden things or hidden issues that aren't helpful to the um to if they're not uncovered it's not helpful to the process so mm -hmm. i meet with people individually and we come back together and then we design i design um relationship roadmap and it's based on the objective research from their assessment as well as our private interviews and we come together and from there the, the rest of the coaching is based on very specific topics that they bring up or issues that are specific to them. We talk about conflict. I un I, you know, unveil what is involved in conflict, all the different styles, what each of their styles are. And then I give them strategies on how to manage that um, so that they can have a constructive conflict, a constructive conversation. So they can put a pin drop in it or a timeout and it doesn't get swept under the rug or escalated. And so the, I'm teaching them both personally as well as how their relationship, all these different tools. We talked about intimacy and friendship and life transitions and, you know, kind of whatever bubbles up uh, for, for each of them. You say that everybody has their own toolkit. Mm -hmm. I would say a lot of people bring baggage from their past <laughs> into the relationship. Yeah. And they, mm -hmm. Yes. And, yes. And they, need, they need to get throw away some of those old suitcases, don't you think? Oh, yeah. It's, we definitely need to do some decluttering, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and right, right, coloring, cluttering, right? Absolutely. And um, <laughs> those old baggage um, are like expectations and assumptions from maybe from past relationships. I expect to be let down. I expect, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, sex to decline as you know, we age, 
Um, and other people like, no, I just expect things to just get bigger and better. Or uh, these other hidden things of, um, I expect, you know, say my spouse, my hubby to be the primary breadwinner. Um, I assume when we're talking about joint checking accounts, it means the same thing or savings or whatever it might be. And that's where I think my couple's dictionary really comes into play. Um, and I can share a little story to kind of illustrate like the couple's dictionary, if that's okay yeah, with you guys. Oh, okay. Dr. Liz, I definitely want to do that, but we have to go to break. We'll pick up your story and all that information when we come back. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Dean Michael, the tax doctor here. I have one question for you. Do you want to stop worrying about the IRS? If the answer is yes, then look no further. I've been around for years. I've helped countless people across the country and my success rate speaks for itself. So now you know where to find good, honest help with your tax problems. What are you waiting for? If you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS or haven't filed in years, call me now at 888-557-4020 or go to mytaxhelpmd.com for a free consultation and get your life back. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you're enjoying this informative episode of Women Road Warriors, I wanted to mention Kathy and I explore all kinds of topics that will power you on the road to success. We feature a lot of expert interviews. Plus, we feature celebrities and women who've been trailblazers. Please check out our podcast at womenroadwarriors.com and click on our episodes page. We're also available wherever you listen to podcasts on all the major podcast channels like Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Amazon Music, Audible, you name it. Check us out and bookmark our podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and other sites. And tell others about us. We want to help as many women as possible. Bringing the right toolkit and the correct expectations to a relationship actually helps in communication and gets it to thrive. The issue is we all have that past baggage we often bring to the table. Dr. Liz Jenkins is a couples counselor and corporate coach and trainer who helps people keep their relationships thriving. She's been sharing her insight with us. And before we went to break, Dr. Liz was going to talk about her couples dictionary and tell us a story that helps with communication. Sorry to interrupt you earlier, Dr. Liz. We look forward to your story and your insight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Lovely, lovely couple. Um, Two very, very wonderful, healthy people, you know, the wife and the hubby, and they go and decide to have a child. All, everything's on, you know, check the box. Both of them had their careers. Both of them had separate checking accounts. They have the baby. It's a little baby girl. And, um, by plan, she's staying home as a stay-at-home mother a year to two years. Just going to see how it's going to go. By plan, he's going to be the, the primary breadwinner. And everything is going great for a couple months. And then um, she makes a request to him to that they need a joint checking account. 
It's okay. Cool. I got it. Now, mind you, they're, you know, eyeball deep in sleepless nights and colicky babies. And he's working extra overtime away from home. And he comes home and tries to do what he thinks a good hubby, a good dad does. Right. Mm-hmm. And now the house gets really frosty. It gets cold. She is turning her back on him. She is taking the baby when he comes in the house and taking it upstairs. And he doesn't have a clue about what's wrong. That's when I entered and she had reached out to me. And I started talking to her. And the primary, um, I say, trigger for all this from being warm and fuzzy and we loving each other to about another six weeks of her being really cold and frosty and sleeping with the baby upstairs and him being confused is that she had asked him to set up a joint checking account. And she said, here's the information, but we need a joint checking account. And he said, okay. She assumed and expected that he would do it right away. That was, it was a priority her. And he figured he'd get around to it. So when I talked to her, I said, so what's the big deal about this, you know, joint checking account? Help me understand. She said, well, we've had separate checking accounts that we would feed in and share money back and forth, depending upon paying the rent, paying the mortgage, whatever it might have worked. And it worked. I, I no longer working. I said, so is it a financial worry? She said, no, it has nothing to do with that. He's still, he's still um, throwing money over and I'm take, taking care of the bills. I said, okay, what's going on then? Um, and she said, it's a testament. It's a, a pledge to our daughter that we are parents. We're adulting. Proper adult parents who now have children have joint checking accounts. That's it. I said, oh, so it has nothing about efficiency or you're missing money. No, not at all. Everything's paid. I can get money whenever we need. So then I, you know, enter hubby. I had a chat with him individually. I said, so what is it? Because I honestly don't know. She just, you know, she's really mad. I said, well, she's mentioned the joint checking account. I said, yeah, she has. I'm going to get to it. I've just been trying to make sure there's enough money and and I'm by overtime and helping out house. So I asked him, so what's your idea about a joint checking account? And he said, it's a financial efficiency. It's so that because she doesn't have an account, it'll be in one spot and my paycheck will go directly into it. I don't have to, you know, let her sign into the account. I said, let's have a talk. So when we had a talk, the three of us sat down and I asked her to ask him to, well, I asked her to share what she experienced about the joint checking account. And he shared his definition. The light bulb went on for him. It was like, hands down I had no idea is I too am 100% dedicated to our daughter and to you that is why I'm working extra hours and overtime that is why I come home and try to pick up and do and take care of things so that um, our daughter is going to have the nicest happiest couple parents all that type of thing and so they were on the same page but it hadn't been explained to each other and so those are those you know, watershed moments where the room got warm again, they got lovish. He said, please give me the check-in information. I will go take care of it before I go to work. And that was it. Issue was done. And so I think so many of my couples, all of us have these assumptions. We have a dictionary yeah. in our head. Yeah. What's it mean to be in a committed relationship? What's um what's okay friend time or um you know what's What's proper feeding of the kids, you know, yep. should they have what's junk food or playtime? 
um, good enough grades. Kids sure. turn 16, you know, do they get their own car? Do they borrow a car? Do they get no car? There's all sorts of these um, quick thoughts that we have that we haven't maybe translated or shared or done a deep dive with each other. Well, you know, when you think about it, couples don't necessarily discuss this stuff. They meet each mm-hmm. other. It's love at first sight or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, yeah. know, you, you go through that wonderful lovey-dovey rapture phase, <laughs> yes. you know. And, yeah. Everything they do is cute, right? Oh, sure. Like, a, a couple and, years into it, they're annoying. <laughs> uh, right, right. You're like, how did I not notice this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then that sort of thing starts building up. And mm-hmm. you've got these expectations you bring into the relationship. Mm-hmm. you don't discuss it right because well, when, when you go into business or something you really outline everything but yeah. you don't do that when you have a relationship and you get married or you move in with somebody um right. you might discuss a few things and then you have these perceptions from your past life experience mm-hmm. and you really can interfere and isn't it about communication it is about communication it it absolutely is and and that in itself is a whole, you know, the topic we, we'll talk about too. But I like when you said like the analogy of a business because of having a, a marriage or a relationship is at some level a personal business. Mm-hmm. But we can go, we can go Google business plans for you know cosmetology or opening up a franchise. They're there, yeah. but it's really hard to find a business plan for setting up a marriage or a relationship um, on the untangible expectations, assumptions, or old just kind of thoughts that flow through it. And so I guess that's sort of what what I, I do is like help couples create the business plan that they missed when they were first getting together. Because like I said, everything they do is cute, right? Mm -hmm. We're so excited about them. It's not a big deal. I don't mind picking up your dirty laundry and doing, doing the lawn, you know, doing this. And you can, you know, you can leave those dishes stacked on the counter. And I just like, oh, it's so nice to have another set of dishes in the house kind of thing. And then you enter kids, careers, um, you know, I want hormones, right? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you know, Uh there's all those kinds of things. And those, extra little things add up to to resentment or burdens or fatigue that we didn't even realize was coming our way and they don't realize it either yeah um and many times you know whether it's myself and something that i've been doing annoying gets shared with me or it's the the reverse it comes as a surprise because for months or years it's been okay. And then yeah. suddenly it feels suddenly to them because we haven't been communicating or talking about that. It, it feels like it's an attack and they're, yep. and they're confused. Well, quite often too, um, things can be communicated, but the mm-hmm. other party may not want to hear it. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. she's nagging again, <laughs> this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And not listening. So right. that creates a lot of animosity. You know, mm-hmm. and resentment, and it just escalates. I would think it it does, and I, I think that the you really you know hit one of those keywords like just nagging, right? For like, people that can't express themselves or who are very introvert and they they they're mm-hmm. having issues. I know, like in my first marriage with my daughter's dad, mm-hmm. um, 
I was, he intimidated me and he, he was a narcissist. So he'd always flip things around and oh, yeah. um, make it on me. And anyway, mm-hmm. so the way I found to communicate with him was I, 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 I write, it's way easier for me to write and express mm-hmm. myself and then leave him a letter so that he can actually, you know, process it rather than words. Because if I, at the time when he'd be standing in front of me, like he's six oh, foot three, yeah. And I, I would shut right down the minute his voice would rise. Mm-hmm. Anything I would want to say was out the window. <laughs> and oh, then I'm oh, like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then when he leaves, I'd be like standing. Well, why didn't I say this? Or why didn't I say that? Mm-hmm. Like, damn it. Right? <laughs> so I would I would write it. And then that way I could actually express everything that I really wanted to say. Mm-hmm. So for me yeah. at the time, that really worked. Now it's a little different, but now I can you know, hold my ground, but <laughs> right. Well, and I think that's an absolutely fantastic um, strategy. And it is one of the ones that are in kind of like the toolkits as, as options, especially if uh, I want to say you've got, I call like the fire and ice. He was probably louder, bigger, scarier when he got, yeah. when he, he got elevated and your part, I call my ice ones is that they say, I kind of like sink into myself. I lose my train of thought. I can't think about, I don't know what I what I was going to say. And you actually need to get space and get away um, in the moment to collect yourself and bring that level down. Because we both, both people, when they're in that a conflict or something's building, it's in that fight, flight, or freeze. And so the logical part of our brain has shut off it, there's a physiological response there's you know um and and we're back into that reactive mode and people have different strategies um in when they're in that reactive mode and so one of the you know one of the strategies to have um constructive communication is to have ways to put a pin drop on it be able to go get zen and get collected and writing your thoughts out is fantastic and brilliant idea um and i congratulate you on that because it gives you time to collect your thoughts put it in a way that makes sense it also gives him in this particular chance gave him a chance to absorb it and he could pace and rant or have his opinions or i've had people you know highlight it and write it in red and you know, mm-hmm. recurrent, crick, whatever they need to do, but it gives them a chance to absorb it in a way that doesn't damage the relationship or intimidate you. Mm-hmm. And then the two people can come together or I have them just write your rebuttal and let's mm-hmm. just keep going back. <laughs> we'll keep going back and, and forth, but yeah. Communi- yeah, communication strategies are really important. And we grew up with words that maybe make sense in other arenas, but in interpersonal conversations, oftentimes um, take us off of our target and take us off of the direction that we want to go. Like words like you, that's like, okay, that's an attack. But many times that's how we start a lot of our conversation. You know, you're you're the one that's always telling me, okay, so we're using the you, then I'm also throwing in an absolute always, always, never, everything is your fault. Those are fighting words as well, because then it takes, when I say something like, you know, you always leave the kitchen a mess. We'll just say something like that. Um, Or you never park the car in the garage where I can get around to the, the, say the deep freeze. They're going to go on a data hunt. They're going to go back in their memory and find the times that they kept the clean, that 
kitchen clean or they parked the car properly or I parked the car incorrectly. It wasn't. And so we've lost the gist of that, the potential talk. And now we're fighting data dumps with data dumps that aren't necessarily accurate. Mm -hmm. So watching the words from you instead of you is like, I, you know, I have something that's bothered me or I need to talk to you about something that's that I see happening. Now we're kind of being a lead in. Um, we can use words instead of never. It could be sometimes or usually. Those are more accurate and it gives the other person some squeaky room um, okay. as well. The other one that I grew up with, and I don't know for, for folks out there that grew up in in learning how to write properly it was used the the five w's the who what when where and why yeah that okay that why is great probably for writing but when you ask somebody why don't you ever do anything special for me you know why aren't we having sex anymore why you know why is it that when your mother calls or your you know your friends call you always have time to do something with them that puts them on the defense and they it feels judgy and it feels like an attack and many times people don't have a, a way to answer that except like well you know what it's my mom i just feel uh, you know like obligated to do that I'm like but i'm your wife right why aren't you taking my call first you know you know it's a type of thing or why do we have to go to your mom? Well, it's my mom's, you know, type of thing. And so we're not getting to the real crux because if that why question doesn't allow the other person to come up with legitimate, if I pitch it back, let's just go back to, you know, in-laws. All right. Because that's always a fun one. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the holidays, at least when we're doing this, the holidays are coming up. And so let's just say, why do we have to draw, you know, why do we have to go down to their place? It's a three hour drive. Um, I just want to have the holidays at our, at our home this time. I want traditions for our family. Instead of pitching it with a why, what we want to do is we want to come with a complaint or a concern. And our, our spouses and our partners really do love us and they do want to, um, you know, do nice things for us. And, and so if, if I say, you know, I'm really, I'm really tired of going to the three hour drive to your folks. It, it was okay. Maybe when we were just the two of us, but my concern is we're not setting traditions and we're not setting, um, the the family bonding at our home with our kids now and I would really like to keep the kids off the road and have us have a wonderful first Christmas Eve and then um, when Santa comes the next morning we get to see that in our home that's a different whole different message that allows yeah. my partner my hubby to step in there and say I get it I get it and he doesn't feel attacked Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. And it's not a choosing mom or mom, dad, family, you know, family of origin kind of thing with us. It's like, no, we're we're a family here and I've got to yeah. I, I get it. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, especially if you have a clingy mother in law. Ooh, uh -huh. yeah. I, um, that's when the, a mm -hmm. woman's going to say, um, how many people are in this marital bed exactly? Marital bed here. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it's it's that, that's absolutely absolutely true and and so it's just some of those like just understanding something so i would say simple but it's but we don't know let's drop the why and and lead in with how them they're doing something or not doing something is impacting you and that's where the concern comes in or or the complaint um you know or could flip email like i just don't feel like i'm a priority or the kids are a priority when it comes to the holidays it seems like your family, you know, your mom and your sister, they, they get to drive what we're doing with our family. That's yep. another way of it. So there's, when you have those little but important um, tools, like it the, and strategies, and both of you have it, and there's a, at a place we get to practice it when they're working with me. Um, and if it goes great, I get to hear about the wins um, or see the wins. And if it doesn't, that's why I have, um, they have WhatsApp access with me. So mm-hmm. outside of our, our sessions together, they can oh, that's cool. call, yeah, call, you know, text me in and say, what do we do? How do we do it? And I get really close to my couples. So I learn their styles and strategies. And so I can kind of anticipate how it might've gone and ask some questions and then give them some, here's a redo. Mm-hmm. Redos are good. Do you guys ever do redos? <laughs> yeah. I've, done, I, I, I've done a few redos in my yeah, life, yeah. I think. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's a, it's a real helpful way of just admitting that maybe I didn't show up right. Um, sort of like the eraser in, on a mm-hmm. pencil. Yeah. Um, and it's something that it's, it's fun. It's funny that using that in my own marriage and even with my kids and stuff, as they got into teens, they, they caught on to it and they'd say, mom, I think that's a time for, you need to do a redo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Duly noted. You're absolutely right. And, and they've yeah. applied those strategies and into their, their relationships. And I think that is one of the, one of my passion projects there is, is helping couples come together, not only for themselves to just really have loving relationships that they desire and they deserve. And even if they came together with uh, in a bumpy way, because not everybody comes together with everything plans like that, like the one earlier couple I was talking about, um, that they have the tools to get themselves on track and design a relationship that makes sense for them. But they're teaching their children oh, by yeah. their examples and yeah. their family and, their, and yeah. friends that, you know, it's not That's all important. what's on social media. Yeah, it's not all on social media where everything's all lovey-dovey. No, no. we have Everything looks pretty on social media and everybody has perfect food. Right. (laughs) Right. My plate. It's like, I'm I'm sorry when I'm really hungry and I'm trying to throw something together. My plate doesn't look that good. No. (laughs) And it looks that good. It's not going to last very long for it. I'm not, I'm not into, you know, going to take a picture of it before. I I know. know. But yeah. Yeah. So in the real world, there aren't filters and there aren't Mm. perfect foods and, um, sometimes there's just mac and cheese and whatever yep. else and, you know, laundry piled up out of the, and that's life and that's yep. okay. And that's healthy. And, um, so it's giving us, if we talk about women, you know, it's giving us grace and yep. space to prioritize ourselves instead of living up to some other kind of example. And develop reasonable expectations. That's so important. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. 
Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Sometimes when you have a conflict in your relationship, you need to deliberately take a time out. The little things can add up to resentment or burdens that no one notices when they first start a relationship. Suddenly it builds up and people lose it. To get around this, communication is essential to convey your needs and get to the correct question by expressing yourself in a non-threatening way. That's part of the workaround. Don't verbally attack the other person. Express a concern or a need instead. Dr. Liz Jenkins has been letting us in on some of these techniques that are invaluable in keeping relationships healthy and moving forward in the right direction. Dr. Liz, what are Mm -hmm. some of the biggest issues you're seeing now with your clients? I know that I had read uh, mm-hmm. With all the COVID shutdowns, divorce mm-hmm. rates went up dramatically. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Divorce rates and domestic violence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, isolation is is huge on that. And you know what? I was going to say, also in 2008, when we had that, um, you know, recession, mm-hmm. you know, a little pause, and um, divorce rates spiked up there as well. Or I would say conflict and marital discord um spiked up but people couldn't afford to divorce as well so they had to kind of learn how to figure it out um covid's isolation and fear people that their normal routines how they saw themselves getting up going off to work um having the children at home trying to homeschool the kids or put the kids in front of a monitor. Um, they just never had time to let steam off. And, um, and, and there's a, there was legitimately a lot of concern and worry of where this was going. Um, many of them financially were impacted. I, I do see that as couples got through some of the initial crisis part of the COVID and things. Yes, there were ones that were were divorcing and things, but many of them started um, breaking the silence and figuring out ways to handle it, getting creative. How do we tag team um, so that I can do my work and I've kind of got the kids on, you know, and then you you take care of the kids and, and manage them. Those were they started getting creative about being a team together. I'm still seeing anxiety being very high as a result of people being isolated um, Mm -hmm. and working from home. Their routine of going out and interacting with people, um, it had then created, artificially created a spike in, in anxiety and depression about having to go back out and re-enter um, social interactions that they usually, you know, handled like a piece of cake. People um, got out of practice, mm-hmm. I think, didn't they? Yeah. I think they yeah. All of a sudden, well, yeah. first of all, when they did go in public, they saw everybody with a mask on. 
And yes. That yeah. was weird. I remember going through a hardware store <laughs> and there was a guy with a Darth Vader mask on. Oh, wow. And yeah. he comes around at the corner and I jumped. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> Halloween. Know? Halloween. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, wow. right. yeah. It was such a weird time. And then people were isolated, afraid to mm -hmm. go out, told right. not to, you know, right. stay six feet apart, all of the above. Right. When they started to have to do it again, I think yeah. we, we're creatures of habit. And for a couple of years not doing it, you have right. to get back on the swing of things. It is. Yeah, it, absolutely. And during the time there was no date night, there is kids were kids, critters, you know, um, it was even at one point in time, I remember being don't go out in the fresh air. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That you know, weird. type of, if you yeah. go out in the fresh air, you take a walk or a run, you're supposed to wear your mask. Okay. Um, and there was, I know they're starting to see some research I was saying about uh, children that were born during the COVID or the young toddlers, that yeah. lack of seeing human faces and natural interactions and mm -hmm. animation that was playing on the kids. Um, you know, development it socially, was. uh, you know, teenagers and, and preteens and stuff, not seeing their peers, not the, the, you know, the suicide rate and depression rate went up with that. And, um, so yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a, a hard path for folks. The, um, I know you see now people are moving more to hybrids where work is now trying to require people to come in a certain amount of time or, you know, um, with work from home and, and go on site. I do have some people that are struggling with that. They still prefer the ice, you know, the work from home. And there's others that are running, you know, like the streakers that are running straight into, I want to go full-time into work. I am so tired of being at home all, all by myself. Um, even for my single people, they were telling me, I have not physically touched or hugged a person in over a year oh, because wow. of the lockdown. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and, that's, and that's something humans have to have yeah yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely so yeah it's made a big it made a big impact uh on things the, i guess the good thing is that humans were really resilient and folks are starting to come you know come back around looking at how do we we recognize there's a disconnect one of us or both of us has you know pulled up the divorce word in, in our in our marriage or um but we're looking at other kind of options do does this make sense and so when i'm working with couples even if one person sort of has the foot out the door but they're willing to see we talk about just how much the power of one person in a relationship or in a marriage could be to bring the system back on track so that the other person like, you know, I'm not actually ready to divorce. I'm starting to see the heartbeat again. I'm starting to recapture some of the, the fun and the spark from when the early days. And so, you know, whether people are starting a hundred percent together, the two of them or one person is, is pulling more for the relationship. Um, change can happen because we're, you know, we're in this, we're in a system. And if one of us starts cleaning up how we speak or how we talk, if one of us is working very diligently to show up more authentically and, and listen instead of assuming and jumping through those, you know, sparking the conversation, accusing people, it really does have um, an impact pretty quickly. Sure does. Um, 
you know um but you know i have one of one of my couples you talk about the divorce and the covid it was about seven months into eight months into lockdown and this was a loving couple the two of them that and they said we're ready we we hate each other we cannot stand each other. We, we don't know what to do. And so we started talking about it. They both own business business people. They both owned the business together. Um, she was typically in the office and he was part of the design and, and supervision out in the field. Um, but now they're 24 seven. He wasn't going out into the field type of thing. They weren't going and doing the fun stuff. And so we started asking them, what are the early, and this is like a tip for everybody. Like if you're feeling like, eh, with your marriage or your relationship, let's go back to the early days. And I said, what did you guys do for fun? What was, what, what was that spark and that juice? Well, they traveled the early years were a lot of travel. They would go for a weekend someplace. They'd plan, they would plan trips and they would put the money away and then they'd go. So there was a lot of anticipation and deliberate, intentional stuff, plus the cool escape of going to a new place. And they hadn't done it at all. And so, so what can you guys do right now that sort of mirrors some of that early days? And so <laughs> they unpacked the tent and they put one up in their backyard because this is when COVID was hot and heavy and travel was not a dead zero. And so they started camping out in, you know, and having little campfires and doing things in their backyard. And it really started making, ticking the box. They started having fun together. They started, then they started planning a post COVID. Um, and when, as soon as some of the campgrounds opened up, they were there with, with their tents. Um, I had a, another couple that they they began their dating in the courtship around music and um, you know, 10 years and 12 years into their marriage, they weren't doing so well. And I asked them what was going on. And they told me about early years and I said, so what kind of music do you play in your house now? And they kind of looked at me like nothing. I said, so there's nothing on your playlist, you know, Alexa or Siri wouldn't No, we don't play music at all. So they had a homework assignment. I said, let's yeah. put some music in there. And within two weeks, when I saw them again, completely different energy. They played music in the morning when they got ready. They played music in the afternoon when they got home. They went back to a little dancing and jiggling. And they, it was spontaneous and it brought the spark back. Yeah. Very, very organic. So it's when you're feeling kind of off, in your marriage or relationship or even for yourself i say let's let's follow the breadcrumbs back to when you were feeling great about yourself or the relationship what was going on what was the energy that's going to give you some clues about what you might need or to add back in stay tuned for more of women road warriors coming up Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. 
She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. There's so much that goes into building and keeping a good relationship. The problem is we're not given a handbook or owner's manual to figure it out before we jump into one. Our backgrounds, experiences, and the way we communicate all impact how we get along. Dr. Liz Jenkins is cluing us in on all of these variables and how to keep a healthy relationship going. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist who's worked with clients for over 30 years. She's been giving us some great insight. So uh, we just have a couple minutes left here, sure. Dr. Liz. What would you say are some warning signs that couples need to be mindful of? So that like they red can flags? Yeah, yeah, okay, it, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keeping score. That's, that's a big one. Keeping score is like a big red flag. And what I mean by that is... You're walking into the house and you notice they left they left the door, the refrigerator door half open. Um, the the bowls in the kitchen are still there, the bed's not made, their toothbrush, oh, they their toothbrush is away, but they still left some toothpaste in the sink. We're keeping score. And what we're doing is we're narrowing our focus on the negative aspects of them. And we are also missing the fact that, oh, there's also a, a roast cooking in the oven. The kids are on their homework. Um, you know, the laundry's already stacked up on, on the, you know, on the washing machine. We're missing the good stuff. So keeping score, if you find yourself walking through and you're noticing, um, then what we got to do is we want to shift it over and start um, changing your focus and start catching the good things that they're doing. Cause there's gotta be something good that's going on. And, um, and so we can shift it to finding things that satisfy or we enjoy ourselves in the relationship as well as things for areas of opportunities. That's one of the things, mm-hmm. um, you know, feeling, I want to say resentful or contemptuous. What are the feelings that are you coming up when you see them and you'd rather like not spend time with them or you find yourself putting yourself to bed early or they're putting themselves to bed early Um, they're falling asleep with the kids there's these um, polite ways that we start avoiding one another so we want to be catching that's a red flag because it could be legitimately that the kids have been sick for a long period of time and we accidentally got into a habit that we fall asleep in the room or we've had a a big schedule you know uh work push at work and i'm keeping long hours and i'm falling asleep on the couch instead of getting up and going to bed that could be legitimately honest but we want to like get curious about that and bring that pattern up so we can 
shifted around. Um, another red flag is if you are looking forward to spending time with friends or coworkers at work or, um, you know, on Facebook and, and things where you're your energy is going away from the marriage, away from the relationship. So you're getting ready in the morning and thinking, oh, I've got this business meeting and I'm going to be, you know, say it's a, a Dave and I'm going to be um, chatting. Dave's part of my work group. And I wonder if he's going to notice my, you know, this new blouse or something like that. Or, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking, okay, I've got a work group with this one person or this group of people. And I'm changing up how I would wear something or what I would normally wear. That might be something as well, because we're starting to put energy towards somebody or a group of other people instead of our spouse, our partner, or even for ourselves. Many of us go in there and like, I want to look nice for me. Cool. Keep, keep doing it. But if the energy is like, I want to look better for somebody else, or if your spouse or partner is suddenly changing up their game and they're they're a normal, you know, return to work on Thursday. Normally they're just in a, like a regular button down or a t-shirt or something like that. And they're changing it up. Yeah, maybe it's nothing. Maybe they've, maybe it's self-care, self-grooming, or maybe there's something else going on. And so then you start looking at the other times. Are we connecting? Are we avoiding each other? Are we talking nicely to each other? Are we keeping score the right way? We want to keep score on the great things in the relationship. Absolutely. Yep. You've got so, some great perspectives here, Dr. Liz. Those oh, are just some of the red flags, but certainly mm -hmm. catching it early is probably a good idea. You also offer pet therapy. We haven't really got a lot of time to cover that, but you've got uh, Penny, the therapy dog. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. And mm -hmm. you work with people with corporate counseling too, correct? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So um, that helps with question. people's careers. Do yeah. you work with people online and where do they find you? Oh, thanks. They can, um, well, they can find me on my website, which is drlizjenkins.com, or you can start following me on Facebook and Instagram for Dr. Liz Jenkins. And I also have a YouTube channel as well. Um, so I would love to have people reach out to me. Um, follow I'll definitely me, reach out. Me. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I know, I know lots of people that need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Do I got the doctor for you? Okay. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, consider it chatting with a friend. All right. Okay. Sounds um, good. Uh, all right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it, the opportunity to visit oh, with you wonderful. and all your listeners. Yes, Thank absolutely, you. Dr. Liz. Thank you for being on the show with us. We hope you've enjoyed this latest episode. And if you want to hear more episodes of Women Road Warriors or learn more about our show, be sure to check out womenroadwarriors.com. And please follow us on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at sjohnson at womenroadwarriors.com. Mm -hmm.